What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? I'm quite excited. Uh, today's a big day. Yeah. We're going to hopefully put two astronauts in space mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. U.S. soil. Yep. Then, yep. Uh, we got you know, it up on nine the, years. Uh, we're we're going to have it up on the uh, on the board this afternoon, so we'll be able to take a look at it when uh, when we're in with Marty. So, uh, but... We're gonna hopefully we'll be done by the time uh, that starts, so uh, we'll have a chance to go off and watch it. But uh, as we're keeping an eye on that, uh, let's uh, let's let's talk about this for just a minute. So as you said, big day, right? This is a uh, th- this is something I'm really excited about because this is long overdue. This is long overdue. Mm-hmm. This is about oh I don't know uh, 50 years overdue. But I mean, the, our last launch was what uh, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, something like that. Uh, it'd be nine years ago, yeah. Nine years ago. Uh, okay, 2011. All right. Yeah, 2011. Mm-hmm. 2011. Okay. So we're nine years behind. The shuttle program is gone. So we're back to uh, early Apollo missions. However, I'm particularly excited about this and, and I'm nervous about it for a couple of reasons. One, I want it to go right. And I want it to go right because it's not the government that's doing it. You know, we've had NASA as a government project up to this point, and now they're not. So they're in conjuncture with it. But it's Elon Musk at the heart of this thing, right? He's making this happen. Yeah. yeah. So this is uh, th- this is a big thing. I, I want everything to go uh, to go well. So far, so good, right? Everything looks good. Although they're calling possibly a tornado warning. I don't know, but uh, but we'll see. Yeah, there there's possibility of uh, weather uh, halting this or delaying it, but. I believe it's a 60% chance is what they were saying that it'll it'll uh, be stopped or, or delayed. Uh, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. It, it, the thing is, is even if the weather's nice uh, for the launch, you, you also have other splash sites, which are uh, splash sites are basically if they have to cancel mid-flight and abort, then the capsule, the splash site is where the capsule would land somewhere in the Pacific or the Atlantic, depending on where it is, you know, at that time. And they they need to make sure the weather is good in those areas for uh, capsule retrieval and whatnot. So, yeah, that that's something they also have to pay attention to. But I mean, seriously, this is what I want to see. Not not just, you know, I'm I'm, I'm hoping this goes well, not just because, you know, this is businesses, corporations are, you know, in on this and it's, it has government out of this. This is a, a good step forward for humankind as a whole. But, you know, I mean, people's lives are involved in this. I mean, so I don't know. I, I just I'm, I'm, I'm excited. This is this is the kind of thing we're explorers. Humans are explorers. We're curious. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm super stoked for this. This is if this goes well and they continue doing these flights to ISS, ISS we have the possibility of expanding ISS, creating new stations. You know, we, we kind of talked about having um, spaceports and that kind of thing. This, I, I'm, I'm super excited about this because this is the future I want us to, to go towards, you know, and exploring other things like, you know, the medical field and, you know, other avenues, which is, it's time. And seeing us do it, yeah, it, it 
puts a smile on my face. Yep. Yep. That's true. And, you know, we did talk about uh, we did talk about spaceports, didn't we? We talked a little bit about Mars possibly being a uh, being a spaceport, you know, it'd be a, a place where you could kind of put down and refuel and resupply and, and all that stuff. And yeah, it's just uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited about it, man. I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm, I'm psyched to see this because this is the step we need to be taking, right? This is it. So it's yeah. uh, it's it's time to get it. It's time to get into space. It's time to get back into space. We can put a man on the moon in 69, but we're just now getting back to it. I, I know this is premature, but we need to be shooting for the moon next. Like Musk needs to be shooting for the moon next. That's what has to happen. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that's in the cards for him. Right. But baby steps. This is where we're at. He's already re, uh, resupplied the ISS. Right. The only difference mm-hmm. here is, is yeah. this is the same rocket. They're just strapping a, a capsule on the front of it with people in it. That's what's making this so significant. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, this is the first time they've launched actual astronauts. And honestly, I, I really, it, when you look at it in, in terms of, of distance, right, the shot that they're doing with this one to the ISS, ISS is only like, what, 250 miles up, roughly? Mm, I mean, yeah, I, something like that. Relatively, speak, relatively speaking, it's a short distance, right? If the moon, on the other hand, that's a much greater distance uh, to travel than, than just ISS. However, I do think we should be uh, on the moon. We should have some kind of station on the moon for supplies, refueling. I mean, that is a place that we could, uh, you know, potentially have a a short distance port for uh, some of the larger things that, you know, uh, you could put together, piece together there for space, you know, lower gravity. So you can, you know, it requires less thrust to move things around and so forth. You you also have the opportunity to use the moon or the earth both as a slingshot to to gain that extra speed and use the gravitational pull to kind of fling you out at a at a faster uh, speed. So theoretically you could use that to get to like Mars for example quicker or one of the other planets in our solar system until we find a a, a different mode of of travel um that could propel us, you know, between stars, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is big, man. I, I'm. I almost want to say I'm nervous, but I'm. I'm not. Like, why would I be nervous? That wouldn't make any sense, right? I'm. I'm slightly nervous. I. I am kind of nervous in this because if this goes wrong, I mean, they've been working on this shuttle uh, or shuttle this rocket for eight years, I believe. They started production in 2012, or, or you mm-hmm. know, designing it and everything. Yeah. So they've been working on this a while, but. If something does go wrong, this could set them back uh, years. And if that happens, it sets back Mars. That sets back any other, you know, endeavors they were trying to do. So I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. And, you know, we kind of talked about this off recording. This is like th- they've taken everything, like the technology and everything. And it's also aesthetic as well as functional, right? They've advanced everything to the modern era. And because, uh, I mean, if you look at the, the shuttles and stuff in the uh, back in the day and the panels and everything that they had in there and the, the design of it and everything, it, it mm-hmm. looks like it's from the 80s. Right. I mean, it's it's yeah. older, whereas this looks modern, newer, you know, sleek. So, yeah, I mean, just uh, I don't know. I, it, this 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 is uh, this is exciting for me. Well, the shuttle actually, I mean, oddly enough, that was a design that Von Braun put together back, Werner Von Braun, he put that together back in the 30s. So, I mean, it was really, it was way ahead of its time for its time. And so, 
uh, for it to be out when it was, was quite something. So, I mean, it was obviously what followed the Apollo space program, but it had its time. But I think, honestly, I mean, they're, they're working on, what is it, the fighter jet, the X, uh, X-347 or whatever it's called? I, I don't know. I always get confused because it's such a long thing. So they, they've been working on that for some time. But I mean, I could see that even playing a role in the future, the orbital fighter pilot or whatever it is that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I, I forget what the model number is on that one, but yeah. Yeah, it's something obscure. It's, uh, it's really long. Yeah. So, I mean, we this is this is an element I don't like having the military involved with space travel. But let's be honest, you know, like the Space Force and everything like we needed that and and it needs to be there. But I hate that that's the case. Right. We're going to see piracy in space. We're going to see possible military action in space. Unfortunately, we have nations that are not willing to cooperate, so we have to do the other military-based research stuff. So it's kind of a necessary evil, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. But hey, you know, it advances us at the same time. So some, it does. some military stuff has seeped into the civilian market and has helped us on a day-to-day. That's true. Okay, let's uh, let's get into something else here. We're, we are going to keep an eye on that, though. Let's let's get on to something else here. Let's. St- what, what do you want to do first? You want to do Trump first? Yeah, let, let's do Trump first. Yeah. And then okay. The, All right. The other last. Now, oddly enough, oddly enough, this is something I I don't want to say that I was hoping for this, but. I kind of was. We all know what the social media platforms have been doing recently, right? They've been taking down people with opposing points of view uh, or people that have had, let's just say, a conservative view and not a radical view. So those people have been shut down, demonetized, uh, shadow banned, whatever you want to call it, you know, or just outright taken down and, and had their account revoked because of a violation of community standards, though they never get told what they violated. They just get told that they violated community standards. So now Jack Dorsey said that he's going to start censoring the president. We've seen Trump do nothing through all of this. And it's like, well, hold on a minute. This is the, these people that are being taken down off of these platforms. This is your base, man. These are people that cheer for you. So mm-hmm. you need to do something. You, you need to step in here and you need to go after these companies. So now and I thought at the time, I thought he's not going to do anything. He, he's not going to do it. The president's not going to do anything. He's going to look at Congress as he should. He's going to look at Congress and he's going to look for them to do something. Well, we already know Congress isn't going to do anything about that because those tech companies put most of those people in there. So they're not going to do anything. But Trump now, I thought to myself, the only time Trump's actually going to step up and do something when it relates to big tech companies, whether it be an executive order or whatever, is when they start censoring him. And now here we are. Trump threatens to close down social media platforms that silence conservatives as a feud with Twitter ramps up. Social media outlets, he claims, see, it's he claims, like Trump claims. So obviously, since he claims that it's not true, he claims that these platforms are silencing conservative voices. So uh, tweet from Trump, he says, Republicans feel that social media platforms totally silence conservative voices. Do they? They haven't done anything about any of this. We will strongly regulate or close them down before we can ever allow this to happen. We saw what they attempted to do and failed in 2016, hence the election. We can't let a more sophisticated version of that happen again, just like we can't let a large-scale mail-in ballot take root in our country, which is, again, that's true. Now he's gone. He's moving over to this. It would be a free-for-all on cheating, forgery, and theft of ballots. Whoever cheated the most would win. Likewise, social media, clean up your act now. Okay. Um, I can't say I disagree with that, but... I mean, we've talked about big tech here the last few days, and they're a problem. They're they're a problem. I'm sorry. They're they're a problem. And you've got 
these companies coming out and taking people down just because they push something that's alternative to what your community standards or your guidelines or whatever it is. Uh, I'm sorry. If you're going to operate and do business in that country, then you have to respect the laws and the, and the traditions of that country when it comes to speech. I'm sorry, but that's just the way that it is. You can't. I mean, can you okay? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if if someone? Uh, how, how can I put it? Because this is a tough argument to make. Because you've got you've got business owners that have the right to refuse service to anybody. Correct? Would this fall under the same guideline? They they technically still have that standard. The as we've talked before, the the main concern, the issue that I have is that they're the given special privileges. Yeah, that other companies don't have by agreeing to not not um, censor people. So I, I, I'm torn. I want, I want the president to do something on this. I want there to be some kind of, uh, I don't, I don't want to say regulation, but I, I want a repercussion for the, for censoring like this when part of the agreement was they wouldn't censor. So there definitely needs to be some kind of repercussion. However, it's a dangerous precedent to say you're not pushing the, the, the right narrative as such, we're going to shut you down. I mean, that's kind of a, a concern of mine. What if what if the left decided to do this? Oh, well, the media is silencing the left's point of view, which they're not. And we see that. But we're going to have to silence, um, let's say, Parler or uh, Telegram or one of these other media alternatives that conservatives go to when they get banned on the other platforms, the you know more popular ones. So. I, I just have an issue with the government saying we're going to shut you down, a private business, a private corporation, because I don't like what you're doing. Yeah, that it doesn't strike me as um, American. Basically, what popped in my head basically was was the argument that what if, um, for example, oh, it was the argument about you know you abiding by the nation's rules, right, or laws, regulations. Mm -hmm. What if it's the CCP? And they have regulations to keep you from, as we've talked about here recently with YouTube, they, they were banning the the one um, or two phrase, two phrases. Yeah. And uh, what, what if they decided to do that? Because, well, in China, you can't say this. So we're going to ban it universally. You know, it's kind of like what mm -hmm. we see with businesses here. Well, it's banned in California. We have to do these extra things for California. So now the entire nation has to, you know, uh, the products going to the entire nation follows what California wants. Because California is a big population. So, I mean, well, it's kind of the same scenario. What, what if they're doing it just to meet whoever the biggest, whoever has the most stringent uh, rules, you know? So I, I can kind of see it in that sense. The thing about it is, is when you start banning people uh, based on your political beliefs, I mean, that's I mean, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. But what, what's going to happen is, is you're going to you're going to end up being the very divider that you claim to be against, right? And that, that's mm -hmm. what these companies are doing. So they're splitting people. The companies are forcing that split. They're driving the wedge, whereas politicians are just kind of going along with it. But the thing that's that's most concerning about all this is that there is no pushback from the political class on that. So we've allowed these companies to rise and get involved in people's lives. And so now, now that they're kind of taking the reins and, and making their own decisions, I think the biggest curveball in this, and you, you might think this is crazy, but I think the biggest curveball in this might be something that you had mentioned. And that was, uh, what if the left, if they get in power, comes out and they say, we're going to censor platforms like Parler or, uh, or Telegram. Those are alt alternatives. But let's say that they're going to come out and do that. Well, 
honestly, I think that the curveball in this is going to be the progressive left. They're the ones that are going to push for the seizure and the breakup of the tech companies. And let me explain why. They're okay with it for now because it's working in their favor. But see, when you have tech companies that get to a certain point where they form a government within a government in the form of a business that becomes more powerful than the government itself, and then it starts working against said government of said nation, then what do you do? So this is why Mm -hmm. I think if it gets to a point, which they're there already, by the way, if it gets to this point, then they're going to start censoring the progressive left. And then that's where it's going to get interesting. See, it's it's not going to be anything right now because the conservative movement in the United States with the Republican Party is is a joke. It's an absolute joke. To a great extent, the classic Democrat, the classic Democrat movement in America is gone. It's dead. It's been taken over by radical socialist nutjobs. So those of us that are classic Americana people that believe in in our traditional ways, traditional Democrats, traditional Republicans, those types, those of us that are that type, we don't fit in this new system that they've created for themselves. And so I think the biggest issue right here is going to be the radical left. It's going to come from them, the, the progressive left. It's going to come from them because they, in turn, at the end of this, they will be the ones that will be shut down. But they're okay with it now simply because it's working in their favor. Yeah, I, I have to agree that because it is working in their favor right now, they're fine with it. And the minute it isn't working in their favor, they're going to try to shut it down. But I'm not sure that they'll be able to because it's so ingrained in society right now. They're going to get a lot of pushback from the younger generations that are attached to it. Unfortunately, you know, whether you like it or not, a lot of the younger generation relies on this for their social interaction. So honestly, they're not really going to be able to, to get rid of it. Uh, in, in my opinion, at least not without uh, some some pushback. So I, I don't think it's really it's going to play Trump's position on this, that he's, he's attacking Twitter like this. It's going to play well to his base that are tired of being pushed around by these guys, but it's not going to play well to to the younger uh, generation or the more constitutional libertarian types. It's not going to play well to them. So I know it's typical Trump, right? This is this is what we expected, you know, New Yorker, yeah. kind of the the bullying, pushing around, kind of. This is yeah. this is why he got elected, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Let's talk about the Minnesota cop. This is uh, this is very bad. The country doesn't need this right now, uh, or ever for that matter. I mean, the the mere fact that this happened is uh, is insane to begin with. So let's talk a little bit about this. So what what's happened in Minnesota, right up in Minneapolis? What what's happened? Because the video I saw was essentially here's a guy who's minding his own business, and the police come up, drag him out of the car, cuff him, stick him on the ground, and the cop puts his knee in his neck for uh, like five minutes. And mm-hmm. the the guy just like he, he's he's sitting there he's he's gasping for air he's he's begging with the officer please I can't breathe you've got to let me up please and his partner's just standing there watching it mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand the, the the reasoning behind this or or was there any but the mere fact that these officers were just immediately terminated I think that's I think that's a little bit too little at this point but uh, what's going on with this so why was he originally arrested what was the what was the original charge do we know when you watch the video unfortunately the only one i could find right offhand was a heavily edited one mm-hmm. uh, because the the actual video is on facebook and i don't have facebook so i can't access it but the video i had seen the officer had his knee on the guy's neck 
quite literally. Now, I understand some of the procedures they use for this, you know, like putting their knee in your back to hold you right, down, right. not your neck. This yeah. is where, and then through the video, the, the video I was able to find was only a, a, a minute long. And the actual footage of the interaction is, is very short, right? They only show you the bit where the cop has his knee and has his hands in his pocket as well, it looks like, uh, on the guy. So, and the guy's sitting there trying to to get up and, and whatnot. Apparently, he matched the description of a suspect in a forgery case at a grocery store. That's the, okay, so. uh, that's the thing here. And then, of course, when he was approached and he, he resisted, that's when it started to get to that point. That's what I'm reading anyway. So, this officer used excessive force for a forgery case. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to understand here because I don't know if this is a case of the police just not being able to arrest because of this COVID BS, but the typical procedure is, now, This if this were me, okay, if I were the arresting officer, this is what I would do. Sir, uh, you know, I would approach the car. Sir, you match the description of a, of a suspect that we're looking into that is uh, described as, uh, you know, having some forgery at a grocery store. Would you please step out of the car? Right. That's mm-hmm. that's the first thing I would do. If he doesn't get out of the car, he doesn't comply, then you get him out of the car at that point. Uh, and then you put them in handcuffs, which they did. OK, that's it. You do not put them on the ground. You put them in the back of a car until you can sort it out or you put them on the front of your car. Until you can figure it out, you can get them identified and then you can work your way from there. But you certainly don't do this, whatever this officer did. You know, I, I'm starting to, to really get get onto this uh, th- this this idea here that these officers not being properly trained because, I mean, I've worked with a lot of good police officers and none of them ever behave like this. None of them. Now, I don't understand what's going on over there. I really don't get it. Why is this becoming a bigger problem? Because like I said, right now, we don't need this. We, we do not need this. What in the hell were these cops thinking? All four of them. So not one of them, not one of them, let alone the officer that actually did this. OK, the three others, they couldn't have even tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, man, uh, maybe we should get him up. You know, not, yeah. not one of them could have done that. I mean, if it would have been yeah. me and, and more to that point. You've got all those citizens around there. You couldn't. I mean, you have an obligation. I'm sorry, cop or no cop. You've got an obligation to get in there and help somebody. I mean, yeah, that, that's just the way that it is. I'm sorry. But that's that's how it is. If you've got a citizen, I don't care who they are, that's down there getting wailed on or getting pinned down by a cop like that in a sense where there's no need for it. And you can clearly see and they're down there begging for for air. Then you've got to get in there. That's just how it is. Yeah. And you can hear in the video, the the one that I listened to that was heavily or watched that was heavily edited. It cuts off. It plays the audio, but but uh, you don't see the the actual um, any, any of the actual footage after a certain point, which is where the man that was being arrested was unconscious at that point. He was unresponsive, and the officer still had his knee on the guy's neck. And you could hear the bystander saying, "He's unresponsive. Check his pulse. Is he still alive?" You know, you can hear them talking about that in the background. And then, you know, uh, towards the end of the, the video, you, you see them taking the guy out on a on a gurney. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I saw that part. Of it. I, I think honestly, my opinion, I think he was already gone at that point. I, I, that's just my opinion. Yeah. So it, it makes complete sense that, you know, the officer doing this and restraining it because where it's at, it's right on the dude's uh, jugular area. Right. It looks like he's restricting. Uh, oh, yeah. Flow, there, uh, there's there's the absolutely no call for that. There, there's no call for no. that. The, the way that this officer handled this, there's no call for that. None. None whatsoever. Th- this isn't right. So simply firing 
these officers. I'm sorry, that's not enough. Why are these officers not in bracelets? Yeah. I mean, as a bystander, it would have been really difficult for me not to have tackled this officer and got him off of there. You know, I mean, absolutely. As an observer, knowing the guy, like at the point the guy has gone unconscious and you still are on him, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling you off of him. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. The other officers be damned. I'm throwing you off. Like yeah, that this is this is absolutely absurd that that happened. Now, was there more to this story? Was the guy uh, non-compliant or whatever? Does not matter. This is excessive force. The guy's already restrained and on the ground. He's stopped fighting and saying, I can't breathe. And he's, you can tell he's struggling to, to get in a position to where he can, you know, breathe. So, uh, you know, which to be fair, it's bad. Yeah. To be fair, to, to be fair. And this is not an excuse. What I'm about to say. Okay. As many people as I've arrested personally, I can't tell you how many times (laughs) I've heard that statement. I can't breathe. Okay. Because they Mm -hmm. don't want to go to jail. So, and clearly, and there was no case of, of any excessive force that I ever used or any officer that I ever worked with. There was no case of excessive force that was ever used that would result in that. And no protocol was ever breached in that sense of we never stepped out of line in the need for excessive force never happened because mm-hmm. we would have been in a real world of trouble. And on top of that, on top of that, I don't care who you are, right? If you're, I don't care if you're a criminal, I have, I still have respect for you. I still treat people with respect, right? Because that's just the kind of person I am. Didn't matter who I took into custody. I still respected that person. So I still yes. treated them with, with a sense of dignity. So I, I certainly didn't do anything like that. But in the midst of all that, when you're scuffling around and you're trying to get handcuffs on somebody, it can get pretty heated. Right. I mean, that's just the way that Mm -hmm. it is, because your adrenaline's going and there's a million things happening at once and you have to maintain focus so you don't make a mistake, because if you make a mistake, Mm -hmm. all all it takes is one mistake. Then guy pulls a knife on you or something. I mean, the whole game changes in an instant or a guy pulls a gun on you. Whole game changes in an instant. So you need to maintain focus. So it's very difficult to try and balance the two. But in this sense, you know, I, I like I said, I've heard people tell me many a times, you know, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. When it, of course, you know, it's nonsense mm-hmm. because there was not any pressure applied to any airway or anything like that. They just didn't want the cuffs clicking on. That's all there was to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then miraculously, yeah. once you had them up, all of a sudden they can breathe again. Right. So uh-huh. I, I've heard that before. However, in this case, I believe it. Right. There's no excuse for that. There, there's no excuse for that. None. So when this guy is legit calling out like that, I mean, you can clearly and, and with the video, you can clearly see right now. I've had people say they can't breathe while I was in the process of trying to put handcuffs on. But this guy already had handcuffs on. So where's he going to go? What's he going to do? Is he going to run down the street with his hands cuffed behind his back? Come on. I mean, there's just there, there's so many things wrong here. And, and there's so much stupidity that I see in the midst of all this. And, and like I said, right now, as a country, we don't need this. We, we don't need this. We got enough nonsense going on right now as it is. We don't need this. And and this is um, I mean, it's all over the it's all over the damn television here everywhere. So and I'm, I'm 5000 miles away from the East Coast of the United States. It's all over the television here. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's actually a good point that you brought up. Uh, just watching as an observer for some of these arrests, that that is true. They, they do frequently say, you know, I can't breathe, even though, yeah. you know, and, it's and just, honestly, it's in the struggle, it's in the struggle. They hyperventilate and they can't breathe. That's true. But it's not because that, you're you're choking them or something. Right. But there there is also an element, though, by putting your knee in their back, you are more or less making yes. it more difficult for them to breathe. 
Yes. And in the in the case of if they were running or there was some kind of you know activity there, sure, it, it, you're you're making it more difficult for them to breathe. But this is this is taking way too far. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, I tell you what, we're going to keep an eye on that, and we're going to uh, we're going to have to jump out of here this morning. But thanks for sitting down this morning, Bruce. We're going to be sitting down with Marty later on today. Uh, we've got the inaugural SpaceX launch uh, with its first crew that's going to be going up today, so we're going to be keeping an eye on that. Thanks to all the listeners for all these topics and more. Please check us out later on this afternoon, and I hope everyone has a great morning.